Good morning and welcome to a Halloween edition of the Daily Wrestling News Show where we are on a mission to teach, learn, and remember the history of pro wrestling with everyone that wants to join us. My name is Ryan Joy and on today's episode we are going to be talking about sort of a mystery. Who kept winning the world title without the NWA's approval? And I'm not talking about like the WWF world title. Obviously, none of those were approved by the NWA or anything like that. But in the NWA lineage, we've got some champions that weren't approved by the NWA championship committee. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So it's fitting that we talk about some trickery on this Halloween edition of the Daily Wrestling News Show. So wrestling by its very nature is a dishonest profession. I've always said that, and when you think about it, it is literally the job of the referees, the announcers, and the wrestlers to fool the audience into believing that their performance is legitimate combat. So while in 2022, everyone is in on the act, things were different back in the 70s, and the business was super well protected. You've heard the stories of bad guys and good guys not being able to share the same locker room or be seen together in public. And so it's no surprise that dishonesty, trickery, and the whole idea of going into business for yourself would naturally grow from business where everything was sort of hush-hush to begin with. So we hear a fair amount about these little scandals, these little mysteries. Okay, so that sets up what I'm about to tell you. Today we're talking about the man who won the NWA championship three times, and all three times were against the wishes of the NWA governing body. If you don't know, the National Wrestling Alliance up until the 90s consisted of a governing body of regional promoters whose primary function was to decide who would be the traveling world champion. At various times, this body would decide that Jack Briscoe, Dory Funk, Harley Race, Ric Flair, Terry Funk, and Dusty Rhodes would be the champion. What they didn't count on was a gigantic superstar from Japan winning that championship from their recognized champion on three different occasions. While it is currently the 43rd anniversary of the second time this happened, let me roll back even further to December 2nd, 1974, when Jack Briscoe was NWA champion. So he's on a tour of Japan. Terry Funk was serving as one of the bookers for All Japan, and he offered Briscoe a $25,000 bonus for dropping the NWA world title to Giant Baba. Funk also suggested that Briscoe not tell the NWA because they might politic him out of doing the job. So at some point, we'll do a full episode on the Giant Baba, but for now, let's focus on these title changes. Now, Briscoe attempted to remain an honest man in a dishonest business. He said he would only do the favor with the permission of the NWA. So Briscoe contacted Sam Mushnick, Jim Barnett, and Eddie Graham and told them that he was getting paid $25,000 plus his normal fee and he was going to go ahead and do it. And none of them objected. So I guess that was what he considered to be permission. So Briscoe did drop the belt to Baba. He got paid that $25,000 bonus, and there was a little drama, I think, on the payout because Briscoe kept the full $25,000 and didn't give NWA any portion of that like they normally get a percentage. So a little bit of drama there, but in any event, we're talking about Giant Baba. He was champion for one week before dropping the belt back to Briscoe, and this would become a regular thing as Giant Baba was able to convince Harley Race to switch the title in a similar manner, except I don't think that Race gave the NWA a heads up like Briscoe did at all. 
So once on this day in 1979, and then again a year later in September of 1980, Baba would hold the title for seven days during the 79 reign and five days during the 1980 reign before dropping the belt back to race on both occasions. And in his autobiography, King of the Ring, The Harley Race Story, Harley explains that he offered to do the job in 1980. The conversation went, how would you like to take the belt from me? To which Baba replied, you're kidding. <laughs> so even though Baba had already had one of these backroom dealings on two different occasions, it was still a bit of a shock to be offered such an opportunity. So as Ray said, an unscheduled belt switch was taboo. It was like throwing the World Series. You just didn't do it. So there you have it on this happiest of Halloweens. I don't have a monster to scare you with. So you'll have to settle for a giant. The Giant Baba, who won the NWA world title on three different occasions for a combined 19 days as champion. So that's our show for today. If you'd like to continue the conversation with me and John about the Giant Baba, the NWA world championship, or any of the episodes that we've already had, go over to the Daily Wrestling News Show Facebook group, click join, and we'll let you in there and we'll have a conversation about anything you want. So uh, again, that's facebook.com slash groups slash wrestling news show or search for daily wrestling news show in the uh, search bar in facebook either way it should get you there click join we'll let you in and we'll continue the conversation on all of these topics uh, that we're covering here on the daily wrestling news show and if we don't see you there we will see you back here for another episode of the daily wrestling news show tomorrow mm-hmm.